going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Zach. Uh, me and my wife are in the process of getting ready to move in the next couple weeks, so it's been a busy day, but I'm glad to be talking 49ers football. Yeah, that's right. And guys, today's a special episode. It is our 100th episode. Uh, yep. so we're going to celebrate, have some fun, and do a little giveaway here on air. So while you're here, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. We just gave away a 49ers jersey on our Twitter account yesterday for uh, celebration of reaching 10,000 followers. So we appreciate you guys. We're giving away another one here once we reach 2,000 subscribers. We're getting super close, guys. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. It really does help. Um, today, we got a cool episode planned for you guys. We're going to be previewing the entire 49ers season. There's a lot to break down, Matt. So let's get right into it. Um, under a week now, the 49ers will travel to Detroit and tackle the Detroit Lions. What are your thoughts on this game? Kind of initially, anything to look out for right away? I'm wondering how much Trey Lance is actually going to play in the game. I know that the splint came off today, um, but he still didn't really do a lot in practice. And that's really, honestly, that's the big story of the game for me because there's no reason why the 49ers shouldn't march into Detroit and just mop up on the Lions. The Lions are not going to be a very good team. Um, it'll be interesting to see by what margin the 49ers are probably going to win by. Um, it's just, you know, they own Jared Goff. They own bad teams like this. It's it's just going to be interesting. And I agree with Fernando, who says, if Jimmy struggles against the Lions and doesn't play well, is that a concern? Just want to know your thoughts. I don't know if it's a concern, but I do think that there's a possibility that Jimmy can struggle because he does have uneven starts every time he started here um, in – 2018 uh he started slow he you know didn't do the best or i'm sorry uh 2019 2018 yeah they had the game against the vikings where uh he threw for three picks in that game got smashed by i think everson griffin was the one that squashed him 2019 he had the pick six against the buccaneers um and then last year just the just kind of a dud against the cardinals that the 49ers lost so He's notorious for getting off to slow starts, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But Jimmy's been very uneven to start, and if Trey Lance can't go, that just gives Jimmy that little bit of extra rope. It would have been interesting to see if Lance was at full-fledged, and he could be still. That's not to say that they're not going to use him. I still expect him to play, but if he was full bore the whole time rather than dealing with the chipped finger, I wonder if that puts a little more pressure on Jimmy. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and you know, right away it came out. I think Mayoko was the first tweeted out or noticed. Jimmy is the starting quarterback officially. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I shouldn't say officially, but the starting quarterback usually goes out Wednesdays to speak to the media, and that will be Jimmy Garoppolo on Wednesday. So something to take note yeah. of. In other news, water is wet. We all yeah. saw this coming, yeah. right? Like it was pretty as soon as Jimmy had that, you know, that sly grin and that chuckle when they asked him, it was just like Oh, yeah, I got a pretty good idea, and he's chuckling about it. I mean, that kind of gave away the entirety of that whole discussion, I'm sure. But it's not a question of who starts the season. It's who's going to finish the season, and that's really going to be important for our season preview. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's really well said um, because everybody kind of expected this, and, Matt, we were talking about this before we went on. Um, probably it would have been a lot more of a closer battle had the Trey Lance finger – injury not occur but since it did it kind of was like okay well that kind of settles it for now we'll at least just roll with jimmy and from then we'll kind of ease lance in and see what's going on from there um yeah I, i'm expecting the 49ers 
offensively not to have too many challenges facing the you know Detroit Lions with the new head coach. Um, maybe they got to protect their kneecaps since he's coaching them up to bite them in the in the pile. But other than that, um, I'm looking forward to Raheem Mostert, this run game getting going, Trey Sermon. Um, I, I don't know what we'll see from guys like Jalen Hurd or even D Ford on the flip side of the ball. Jalen Hurd has to practice to be able to play. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he hasn't done that. So it's been it's been really unfortunate since he made the 53-man roster. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, as far as receivers, though, sticking on that, Debo, Ayuk, they should be full goes. Um, what type of game do you envision out of them? You know, it, it's really going to depend on quarterback situation. So, uh, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo can get out there and kind of pick up on a suspect Detroit defense, then those two could have a day. But, you know, if not, and he gets out to his normal, typical Jimmy Garoppolo slow start, I would expect the running game to carry the day. And that might be the case anyway, just because the stable of running backs is going to get a lot of work. They all looked really good in the preseason. So, you know, it, it's really going to depend on on the Jimmy Garoppolo that we get. It's going to depend on the Jimmy Garoppolo that Kyle sees in practice this week. And really, if Trey Lance is able to get in there at all. So I, I think that it, the running game is going to lead the way. Typically, early in the season, that's going to be the case anyway. Um, it's kind of easier to pound the rock than it is to, you know, dial up these intricate plays. Hopefully, Jimmy Garoppolo can get, you know, something going early because if he is going to be the starter for the bulk of the season, you obviously want him to play well. Um, but, you know, he needs to do a good job to kind of keep Lance off to, you know, off to the side, because if Lance gets in there and performs better than he does, that's lights out for Jimmy. You know, it's not going to go. It's not going to go back to him. It's not going to be a Tua situation where they bring in Jimmy to close the game. Once once Trey Lance is the starter, that's it. So it's it, it's kind of incumbent on Jimmy to really make a difference. And hopefully he does. I agree with Aussie 27 USA, where he says, hopefully Jimmy does have a huge year. Just because if Jimmy's having a huge year, it means that the team is going to do well. Yeah, and we've talked about this. It's kind of a win-win for the 49ers. Um, depending on which side of the alley you sit, um, either Jimmy balls out um, and he plays well, finishes the season as a starter, or he doesn't. And fans that are you know really eager to see Trey Lance get their wish, and we'll see Tra- Trey Lance sooner rather than later. Uh, Melissa says, congrats on reaching 10K. Thank you, Melissa. We appreciate you. Thanks to your support, in part, what you got there. Um, I think I I see the line. Uh, excuse me, the 49ers, according to uh, Typico Sportsbook, are seven and a half point favorite over the the Lions in Week One. Does that sound about right to you? Right where you would feel comfortable? Um, that's actually a little rich. I think. Um, I think it should be closer to like six, seven and a half is a huge for you know that's a huge road favorite. Um, I would actually I would actually take the lines and the point if you're taking the points i think the 49ers are going to win but seven and a half in any game is pretty rough for me honestly that's fair yeah i agree with that um okay so we won't do our full preview we'll kind of break that down later we're not going to go into uh, predictions or anything like that so we're going to go move on to week two uh the 49ers continue their road trip and we'll go to philadelphia to take on the eagles back-to-back early games for the niners matt early impressions of this game this one could be rough. Um, I think Philly has more defensive talent than people are letting on. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts presents not necessarily the passing threat that everybody thinks he's going to be, but definitely a running threat. And the 49ers have struggled with mobile quarterbacks. So we'll see if that carries over under D'Amico Ryan's regime. This could be a game that could get away with them if they don't come out strong. 
Um, and depending on how sharp they are coming out of Detroit, that's going to give an indication on where they go forward. But if they come out flat against Philadelphia, it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding, and this could potentially be a game that they can lose if they're not careful. So um, you want them to be two and zero, but there is potential there for this to be the early season trap game. Yeah, that, I agree with that. Um, it's a tough, and you look any East West Coast team. Excuse me, going to the East Coast, it's always tough, and especially when you start off the season back to back. It's tough to kind of get a feel in these games because it's a brand new season. And yeah, majority of the you know roster is the same, but there are always new pieces that kind of make things so unpredictable. So I agree. I'm not high on Jalen Hurts whatsoever. I know they just traded for uh, Gardner Minshew. I don't expect either of them to have any sort of field day, to say the least, against the 49ers defense. Um, but I do think the Niners, as long as they don't kind of underestimate the Eagles – it's always a tough place to go and play. I think they should be okay um, looking at this game. I think it should be a kind of easy way to start off the, the season 2-0. and And I don't, I don't mean easy in the sense that they can not prepare for it at all, but I just think as long as they do their job, they should be fine. Um, and it, it's kind of tough. Melissa says, revenge game. We ain't losing to Philly two years in a row. That Sunday night football game was a killer. This is a hopefully completely different team than that Sunday night football yeah. team that we saw because that was atrocious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about this Philly game. Matt, do you have any other thoughts on it? Um, it, Again, it's really just going to depend on how they come out. If they come out flat, it's going to be a tough game. If they come out on fire, then they, they shouldn't have any problem. Um. You know, I'd really like to see them get to two and zero. I think that that will help out the team, uh, especially in the middle of the season where they have like a little bit of a tougher, a tougher go in the schedule. So, again, if they come out and they do the things they're supposed to do, we'll know. We'll know by the first half what type of what type of game this is going to be. So, I expect them. I would, you know, bet on them to win, but keep in mind there's always that potential that they could, you know, let it get away from them if they're not careful. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it, it's that's a good thing you brought up is that these good teams, you'll find that more often than not, they they win these 50-50 games early on in the season and they're able to stack these wins early on. And then that kind of gives them that little bit of cushion where they go into the more difficult games later on in the season to where if they happen to lose one, well, it's okay because they won a couple of the 50-50 games earlier on. Um, week three, obviously, is the big one that everybody is going to be excited yep. for. The home opener against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. Initial impressions. This has always been a good game, minus the, uh, I think it was last year. That was just that ugly game. But other than that, the 49ers yeah. and the Packers has always been entertaining for the least. Yeah, and you know, uh, Nike Nine or Ten has a great comment uh, in in the chat where he says the Philly game could be a trap game going into the home opener versus Green Bay, and that's the other aspect of it. They're going to look forward to Green Bay. Um, I know that Green Bay did a little bit of chirping after they won last year, but the 49ers were not healthy, so it's kind of like it's kind of picking on the little brother when big brother's not around sort of situation if the 49ers are healthy going into week three against green bay and they're amped up because it's the home opener and they're running out the 94 red throwbacks for the first time listen if the team is healthy they're absolutely going to molly the green bay packers they're gonna it's gonna look like the nfc championship game they're gonna run it right down their throat um this team this current in you know current uh, version of the Green Bay Packers when the 49ers are healthy and running the ball has shown no inclination to want to be that physical. Um, and I don't think much has changed on that defensive side. So 
this should be absolutely a, a runaway for the 49ers if they're healthy, um, just with all everything surrounding. And really, it's going to be a situation kind of like uh, the Sunday night game against the Browns was in 2019, where people are like, oh, okay, okay, the 49ers are here for real. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I expect the 49ers to really jump out to the advantage there. That Sunday night game against the Browns was awesome. I remember rushing home from work thinking it was going to be this like bloodbath, and it just was not. The 49ers just had their way with them. Um, yeah, I, I think it could either go it can go either way. Either it's going to be a tough battle or the 49ers are just going to run all over the Packers. I don't really see it a way, maybe call me biased, that the Packers are just going to win flat out. I think the 49ers are too physical of a team, and the Packers haven't done enough defensively to stop a repeat of what happening in the championship game because right. the 49ers are just that team that they don't want to see, but um, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing it. And and if the 49ers get out to a lead, uh, Aaron Rodgers is just going to fold. Honestly, for as good as he is, he has so few fourth quarter comebacks. He's, he's like, he's the definition of a front runner when everything's going well, he does really well, but if he has to play from behind, and you know it's hard because if if the 49ers are just running the ball down your throat and just methodically marching down the field, it's not only hard to get a rhythm, but then you're looking at the scoreboard going like, man, we, we every time I do something, we just get that much further in check. So I expect more of the same, to be honest. Uh, there are just some teams that have other teams' numbers, and, and this just seems like one of those things where when the 49ers are healthy, obviously um, – and not trotting out Nick Mullins or whatever, this, is, this has been a very – I don't want to say easy, but it's been very dominant wins by the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. Um, their their style of play just doesn't match up with the 49ers, the Packers, that is. They're yeah, they're a finesse team. Yes, yes. Too physical, yeah. and, and you said it, yep. you said it perfectly. Aaron Rodgers, once he gets out to that comfortable lead, or at least a lead at all, that's kind of where he's most comfortable. But you don't see too many Aaron Rodgers shootout games where he comes yeah. out on top, you know, that's especially with a physical team like the 49ers with a you know dominant defensive line that's mm-hmm. not their style of play the 49ers should win this one and hopefully because i know a lot of people are going to this game since it's the home opener so hopefully right i wanted to go to this game. game but i'm just i got too much going on i wish i could yeah. but so it's it's the day i'm pretty sure the day or a couple two days after ash's birthday and it's just it's not really i think we're going to be out of town so yeah i mean if, uh, it, if i lived in the bay area i definitely would go but coming from san diego that's a, that's a hard like I'd have to like fly up game morning and then turn around and come back like that night. And that's just, that's a lot for one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick note. Do we see a lot more of Trey Lance by now? Week three, gotten a few times to get a few weeks to get involved. Or do you think I it's th- going to be the same amount? I think we'll see more as the season builds. I do think that there's a lot of potential in the Philadelphia game for Lance to, uh, to, you know, make an impact, but Green Bay, it depends on how the game goes. That's really gonna, uh, that's really gonna be the indicator. Melissa uh, is asking if my voice is okay. It sounds off. Yeah, uh, I was at the Padres game yesterday, and uh, Jake Cronenworth walked it off in the ninth inning. So I kind of lost my voice after that. So I'm recovering, but I'm okay. I'm not sick or anything. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of screaming, a lot of a lot of drunken screaming. That's what a lot it was. of fun. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, real quick, guys. The way we're going to choose a winner for this giveaway is I'm just going to click on a random comment, which is what we've normally done in these live stream giveaways. So comment your hearts out, comment all you want, as long as it's relevant. Um, if I pick 
your comment, you will win some merch. So feel free to comment away. There you um, go. Ace Daddy, if Jimmy has a three to one interception ratio and Bosa stays healthy, we should have a good season. Yep. Those are two pretty good indicators. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Um, all right. This is going to be a great game as well. Hopefully, the 49ers, after their Sunday night showdown against the Packers, they then take on the division rival Seattle Seahawks at home. Yeah. This is the first one that I think that the 49ers could be in trouble just because Seattle plays them tight uh, each and every time that they play. So, um, And then they're coming off Sunday night football. This could be like the emotional letdown game. Um, This Again, this is one – this kicks off, I think – I mean, and kind of Green Bay too. But this really kicks off the six-week, not counting the bye, the six-game stretch that I think is their toughest of the season. To be honest, um, they they they're here. Then they're at Arizona. They get their bye. And then it's Indy at Chicago versus Arizona and versus the Rams. And I think that's just a tough stretch for them. And I think over the course of this, um, more so in the Arizona game and through the bye week, that's this Seattle game could be the one where we start to see the phase out of Jimmy Garoppolo because I just Jimmy Garoppolo does not play well against the Seattle Seahawks, and I expect that trend to continue. Um, it's just. It's going to be a tough stretch, but I think that that's when we're going to start seeing more and more of Trey Lance um, leading up to, I really think, after the bye week, um, but we'll get more into that. In terms of the Seattle game, you know, on paper, Seattle doesn't even look that good. It's like Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Lockett, and then like a bunch of like, I don't know. You know, you have Jamal Adams on defense, but he's in the box safety. He's not really a ball hawk. It's not the Legion of Boom anymore. Bobby Wagner's a year older. KJ Wright is gone. Um, you look around and you're just like, they, they shouldn't be able to keep up. But year in and year out, the Seahawks are just pesky and they just stick around and they play the 49ers very tough. Uh, so I expected that more in the same. And, you know, it could be the end of Jimmy Garoppolo uh, if he doesn't play well. So I, I expected the Seattle game especially to see, okay, now we're starting to get a lot more Trey Lance just because – in tight games like that, you're going to need something that's going to kind of separate you. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's always such a tough game, and we've never – I could think of maybe one game. Okay, I'll give Jimmy two. That that Super Bowl season, the Monday night game that went into overtime, but that wasn't even great Jimmy. That was just – he no. did enough, but he also did so much to kind of bring the Niners back. The last game of the season, he wasn't even that good. No, he, he, made, he made some good throws, but other than that – um, yeah. I, I think that that might be the time where Kyle Shanahan thinks, okay, I need my X factor because granted, this is if we've seen the same Seahawks that we've seen years prior, right. maybe they've taken a step back. I don't know. They continue to fail to address their offensive line for whatever reason. Um, but they do have those great wide receivers. So I don't know. It's going to be a tough game. I, I, I just wonder if Kyle Shanahan is going to say, okay, enough, Jimmy, I've seen enough of your, you know, it could be yeah. a, it could be a situation of where the you know the defense is doing a good job and so the game's tight going into the third quarter, but Jimmy's maybe you know just being typical Jimmy you know he could be uh, you know fourteen of twenty eight or something you know not really moving the ball um, settling for a lot of field goals and he might just be like man we need to do something and if he puts in Trey Lance and Trey Lance makes some plays against Seattle. Don't underestimate showing out in a rivalry game what that can do for somebody. So that definitely could be the moment where Kyle is like, okay, now it's it's clicking now. Trey Lance is a difference maker, and that you know that could be all he needs to see at that point. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially, you know, a team like Seattle, the 49ers historically, even before Kyle Shanahan's arrival, have had such a hard time beating. If a rookie like Trey Lance can come in, make plays in it right away and kind of just wow the fans, that's going yeah. to be tough to kind of, you know, quell and say, OK, hold on, but we're still going to roll with Jimmy. I don't know, man. I think the 49ers, if they play their game, Jimmy doesn't completely shoot the team in the foot. They should be able to win this game. It, this is actually going to be tough for me to kind of keep my my bias in check because mm-hmm. I have to separate myself as you know an analyst, air quotes, and a fan because I think of these games. I'm like, oh yeah, they could beat them. They could beat them. They could beat them. Yeah. And then you know, there's always games where they should have won, but they just don't. So. Every every fan every fan thinks that their team's going 17 and 0 to begin the season. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can look at it and make a case for yourself in any game, but yeah. You know, with very few exceptions, I, I think that most people are kind of like that. Oh, we can win that game. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it's just it's just this could be the real kickoff of something, though, because I mean, just think, you know, close game, whatever, throw Lance in there. And then he for what, you know, scrambles and houses it from like 40 yards out. Like then that changes the entire dynamic. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel you on this. And, you know, you w- want to just be like, oh, yeah, the 49ers can just beat him straight up. But just again, like with the struggles, I mean, before this recent run where we won a couple, I mean, the 49ers hadn't beat Seattle in like since like Alex Smith was the quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was tough sledding for a long time there. So we'll see going forward. But this is definitely a game that I think they could potentially uh, have issue with if they're not careful. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, honestly, when we had those last uh, the last win week 17 to secure the first seed in the NFC, that to me seemed like kind of the, you know, the changing of the guard, the 49ers were taking over. And then last season, they obviously had that giant step back. However, if they're able to continue, I think maybe we'll be able to see last season was just a fluke due to COVID injuries, all of that, the whole nine yards, et cetera. And I mean, injuries, most of all, I mean, the 49ers had the worst luck. Yeah, it was unbelievable, but I do think that that should have been kind of the progression and the pattern that we, we should see. Um, also, I saw a comment in here talking about asking us our thoughts on the Josh Norman signing. Did you want to comment on that? Wait till after. Um, we'll wait till after our breakdown. We'll get we'll get to all that because there's some number changes and some other things yeah. too. So we'll we'll get okay. to all that in like a wrap up. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on uh, to at Arizona Sunday, October 10th. This I think might actually be a tougher game than the Seahawks that they just interesting faced. okay um the last two games the Niners and Cardinals played were very very tough um or excuse me I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the I keep thinking of the 2019 season last season was such a blur to me I don't even remember it um because that's what I think of when I think of the starting cast of the Niners but when they were at their best and the Cardinals that rookie year for Kyler Murray I think were pr- pretty good they had a really nice matchup. They match up with the Niners well. The wide receivers paired well. Um, I think it could be tough. And the 49ers historically have had tough a tough time defending the scrambling quarterbacks, the mobile quarterbacks. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be similar to you know what I worry about with Jalen Hurts. Um, the one thing that I will say is what we this game is really going to depend on the health of of really both teams um, because you look at some of the playmakers for. Arizona and you're looking at you know a, a very oft injured AJ Green complimenting DeAndre Hopkins um, because remember 
they don't have Larry Fitzgerald. He he's not in camp. He said he has no desire to come and play right now. So they're really looking for that second guy. And if AJ Green is healthy, that presents another challenge for the 49ers to potentially have to deal with. If AJ Green is not healthy, all of a sudden now we can rotate coverages and just take away DeAndre Hopkins and damn whoever else wants to beat us, you know. Um, and then on the opposite side of the ball, obviously, if JJ Watt is healthy, you got to worry about another pass rusher. If he's not healthy, the biggest thing you got to worry about is, you know, Buda Baker going after George Kittle's knee for the third straight year. Um, really is what, what you have to worry about. But this definitely is another game. Again, every division game. I know people sometimes say, hey, you know, division games, they don't matter. Even when you have good teams and bad teams playing against you. I mean, last year in the AFC West, perfect example, Kansas City versus Las Vegas. I mean, you just never know. Division games are so back and forth. Um, you spend a lot of your time getting to know the ins and outs of your divisional opponents. So those games are always very, very tight, um, very co hotly contested. And I expect more of the same out of this. I think my prediction for Seattle and at Arizona going into the bye is that the 49ers are probably going to drop one of the two. Um, okay. I don't think yeah. they lose both, but I, I think that they're going to drop one of the two. I think that's fair. Um, like you said, these division matchups are always tough. Um, Kofefi Coffee says, cards don't scare me. We have a running quarterback too. It's not Trey versus uh, Kyler though. There's defenses in play and the 49ers defense historically has not done well against these mobile quarterbacks for whatever and reason. And I'd like, I'd like to see uh, – well, I can tell you why. Um, it's just, you know, Robert Sala's all gas, no breaks. When you apply that to the defensive line, the D-line over-pursues and doesn't clear the backside or contain yeah. the backside, which is a lot of what's been happening. I'd like to see um, with the alleged more press man coverage of uh, D'Amico Ryans, that could potentially, you know, help out with some of that. Because if you see the quarterback take off, now all of a sudden you got guys that can, you know, come forward and maybe make a play. But I will say one of the things that I saw that was very concerning to me was in the the preseason game against the Chargers where Easton Stick got outside and everybody was so concerned about Easton Stick. And granted, it was Ambry Thomas who has really, really struggled, but everybody left their man to jump up and get the quarterback and it left a receiver wide open. So yeah. at least it shows they're aware of the running quarterbacks and, hey, we got to get after that guy. But you also have to contain – you know, your, your coverage for that long too. So you really have to be aware of the, of the sidelines and of where, and we saw it, we saw it against the Cardinals, which was one of the last straws that everyone had with Quan Alexander when Kyler Murray on that third and long or whatever, Quan just like stayed on his guy, even though Kyler had crossed the line of scrimmage already. And that allowed Kyler Murray to run for like 18 yards. So it's just, it's really interesting. Um, there's a lot of mobile quarterbacks now. It's something that you definitely have to pay attention to. But again, depending on the health of the Cardinals, that could determine, you know, which way it goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Shucks is here. Larry Fitz spoke highly about Sherfield Mercury News. This is what I want to get into as well, um, because he did. And Sherfield has talked about how Fitz has mentored him. Um, this could be a revenge game. I'm just throwing it out there. We could see Sherfield go off for, you know, six catches, 130 yards or something like that and a touchdown. I don't know. It really just depends. But I think there's going to be there's always that little extra juice when players kind of face their former team. So just something to keep in mind. Um, the quote that uh, Fitzgerald said, Trent is what every coach dreams of in a player, a man who is immensely talented and has the desire to improve in every facet of the game. 
He wants to be coached hard daily and held accountable. Trent doesn't point fingers or make excuses for anything. When he makes a mistake, which is rare, he learns from it. And that same mistake doesn't happen again. So that's very high praise coming from, you know, a future Hall of Famer. The quote goes on, but we won't get into the whole thing here. Well, and you say that, and, you know, he didn't have to say that about Trent Sherfield. So the play that we saw in the preseason where you're like, man, this guy looks really impressive. And then for Larry Fitzgerald to come out and say that about him, Trent Sherfield could be one of the signings of the offseason if, if he continues on this trajectory. So it'll be really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Melissa asked if we saw the circle drill on Twitter. Really excited for Bosa's return. I know it's just practice, but I can't help it. I did not see it. Um, no. I'm sure I'm sure it looked good, though. Um, but yeah, I think we both think that baby AV Joey says about Trent Sherfield. He's, he's, he's looked explosive out there, man. He really has. And I'm go ahead. Yeah, he has. I think, I think the AB thing is a little overblown. It's just cause he wears 81 and he's like muscular, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's significantly bigger than Antonio Brown is. Yeah. Yeah. He's quick though. He is quick. Um, all right, moving on. Now the 49ers have their bye week, week six. Yep. Both of us have talked about this. We don't yep. love this is, I think is. this is where I think this is where Lance takes over, though, to be honest. Okay. This I is like where that. I think Lance, yeah. So before the home game against the Colts, you think the 49ers make the switch, which I could totally see. Yeah. Um because it's a, it's technically a long week, too, because they're playing Sunday night football that week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's only a few hours, but still, um, you get yourself kind of introduce Lance to the world in prime time at home. Okay. I like that. Um, and then they face off against what, I don't know, Carson Wentz in the, the Colts. If he's healthier by then. Alle- allegedly, allegedly, yeah. but Carson Wentz, I mean, he's already broken his foot and tested positive for COVID this season. So he's not off to a great start. And, you know, <laughs> traditionally something will go wrong. You know, Carson Wentz will blink and rupture a blood vessel in his eye. So we, you know, I don't, who knows? Who knows? It could be it could be Sam Ellinger or uh, uh, the kid from what was it? Wazoo, Washington. Is it Jacob uh, Eason? Eason. Yeah. Jacob Eason. Yeah, I've heard he's kind of been impressive more than Ellinger. He's physic. He's physically in- impressive, but he's a very slow processor. Okay. Um, yeah, Joey says debuck revenge game. We, the 49ers will face off against DeForest Buckner for the first time since he was traded. Um, he's always a beast. And they also go off um, against Quentin Nelson on the other side of the ball. Again, a yep. beast. Two of the best at their respective positions, if not the best. I'm excited to see that that matchup there in the trenches. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Buckner is always a player that we got to watch out for. But there's Buckner and there's, you know, Leonard, Darius Leonard on the defensive end and not much else. And the same thing with the weapons, you know, who knows at this point, if T Y Hilton will be back, he's dealing with a neck injury. That's going to keep him out for who knows how long it's like, where is, where's the juice on offense for the Colts? I just don't see it. The Colts were the team that came out week one last year. And granted it was Phillip rivers, but week one and let the Jacksonville Jaguars beat them. So I don't, I'm not buying into the Colts being a very good team, to be honest. I know they made the playoffs last year, but, they're again it, it's not Carson Wentz is not it for me I just yeah. don't I don't, I don't like him yeah I don't think he's going to be healthy uh and I think that this should be coming coming out of a bye week the the, the 49ers should mop them up yeah I mean it's always it's always great when you get that extra week um but I do think that even if not the 49ers should be able to take on the Colts that fit 
I know he went to his old um, is it quarterback coach or offensive coordinator that's now an indie. Uh, Carson Wentz did that is yeah. So his former OC Frank Reich is the is the coach of the Colts now. I still don't think it's a great no team they have set up there. It's kind of I don't know. It seems like they're kind of piecing it together bit by bit, and I'm not a fan of it. Um, but listen, don't they have Quiddy Pay? Be very wary of first round Michigan pass rushers. I'm a Michigan fan, and they're not they're not the best. Um, but yeah, I, I think this should be a winnable game for the Niners. If, especially if they make the switch to Trey Lance, which is just, you know, basically besides some mixed in plays, largely unknown for teams. So I'm excited to see what he can do there. If he does get the starting gig, then, um, the next week is now Halloween, which is what a lot of fans have circled, especially yep. fans of Justin Fields. This could potentially be at Justin Fields. Trey Lance matchup, Matt. What are your thoughts on the, the Bears game? Yeah, this one's going to be interesting, especially uh, you know depending on who the 49ers quarterback is. Don't underestimate Chicago's defense. I know that they didn't play very well last year, and people are like, "Oh, they're kind of washed," and this and that. Listen, when you know that Mitch Trubisky is going to come out and not do anything, and you're going to be back on the field in three plays, sometimes that kind of saps your motivation. But if you got somebody electric like Justin Fields out there who's making plays and they're scoring points. Don't underestimate. This is a tough game. This is a very tough game. It's it's travel halfway across the country for a 10 a.m. start time. Um, and, you know, you're in Chicago at the end of October. So weather could definitely be a factor. Um, you know, this is definitely a game that's good. This is probably I'm circling it now. I think this is my most anticipated game of the season, especially if Trey Lance is starting because Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. The two quarterbacks that I was really circling the wagon for for the 49ers. I mean, that's that's going to be awesome for me. Like, it's going to be a dream come true. Um, I just hope they can make it out with a win because the next couple weeks after that are going to be tough. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be really exciting. For some reason, people think of the Bears and maybe they think of Mitch Trubisky still and they kind of think of them, I don't know, as not much. It's surprising to me. Matt Nagy gets so much hate and I'm just like, you know that dude made the playoffs multiple times with Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. Like, yeah. he's got a winning record. He's got a better record as a head coach than Kyle Shanahan does by a fair margin. Yeah. So I think people sleep on the Bears um, just it, because it's easy to, you know, with Mitch Trubisky or whatever. But I, mark my words, week three, we, you know, week two, week three, when Justin Fields is in there, they're going to become a story and there's going to be a reason why because the Bears definitely have talent on that team. And they don't have a ton of playmakers outside of Allen Robinson on the offense. Um, they have a good running back group uh, with David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen and some of those guys. But outside of Allen Robinson, they don't have a lot. Cole Komet's a pretty good tight end. Um, but Justin Fields, just the ability that he brings, how fast he is. I mean, you're going to see similar to what we saw when uh, Jackson, Lamar Jackson took over for the Ravens. You're going to see a lot of exciting things just based off of the athleticism that Justin Fields has. And you're going to have to pay attention to that. Yep, I agree. It's going to be a tough game. I would not be surprised if the 49ers drop this one just because of how tough the Bears' defense is, the yeah. unpredictable unpredictableness of Justin Fields. Well, and again, October 31st, that Chicago's the windy city for a reason. Yeah. I mean, you might not even be able to throw in that game. And, you know, even if you feel like the 49ers are, are a lot better than the Chicago Bears – when you have rough elements, it actually favors the less talented team. It closes that skills gap. So 
it, it has the potential to be weather-wise and in terms of the game, ugly. And then it's going to be, all right, who's your dynamic playmakers and how do they make plays? So it's really going to come down to, you know, Justin Fields and if he can make plays or the 49ers and whether their offense makes plays because between the weather and the defenses, it could be kind of an ugly affair like the 2019 49ers-Ravens game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ace Daddy says Darnell Mooney is nice too. Yeah, I was looking up his stats here. Uh, finished fifth in NFL rookie receivers with 61 catches last season. Um, so he could definitely be a breakout star for the, the Bears. Someone that you know, and I on. say it, we sleep on the Bears or whatever, and I say they don't have any playmakers, but how much of that is Trubisky not being able to highlight those players? And maybe Justin Fields can do a better job of bringing out their talent. Yep, exactly, exactly. So now we're going to see Justin Fields, just like you know what Trey Lance can do here with the 49ers receivers. Justin Fields could do that as well. Even it would be more, you know, much more noticeable gap between Trubisky and Fields than it is with maybe Garoppolo and Lance. Um, yep. That's my opinion. All right, moving on. Now the 49ers will return home to take on the Arizona Cardinals yet again, another division game. Anything special about this one? Nothing new to say about this one. Again, it's going to depend on the health of both teams. I think, again, division division games are, are a struggle, um, and Arizona always plays us tough. So not much different to say than, than the Week 5 matchup, but um, you know, hopefully they can pull out a win. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, I don't have anything else to add. But then after that, they have a Monday night game. First one against the Rams. Yep. The 49ers even last season beat the Rams twice, Matt. Is there anything to worry about this season? Uh, yes. Jared Goff is not there. I think so. I've always been a big Matthew Stafford guy. Um, I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. But he played in Detroit. And I know people are going to you know hate on Matthew Stafford for that. But Detroit has ruined literally everybody. Sent Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders into early retirement. They haven't been able to do anything to surround their stars. I mean, they keep hiring these defensive coaches each and every time. So I'm I'm looking back throughout Matthew Stafford's career, and I can't even think of a time where he had an offensive-minded coach. They've been hiring these defensive guys over and over and over again. And I just don't think that it it has worked out to his favor. And now you put a guy who Definitely has top 10 talent in Matthew Stafford, and you put him with an offensive mind like Sean McVay. I think that there's going to be a lot of discussion about Matthew Stafford, um, and people are going to be surprised by how good he is. And that to me, this to me is one where the 49ers could be in trouble if, they, if they're not on top of it. I mean, you're coming, and, and this is one where I kind of, more so than any other game, I kind of have penciled as a loss just because they're coming off of a couple, a couple of really tough games at Chicago and versus Arizona, and you're in prime time for the third time in the season. You're kind of in the middle of the season. You know, it, it, you're going to have a little, you know, ding ups here and there with players. This could be one where, you know, the the, the Rams come out and sneak up on them. I agree. Um, it's it's going to be tough, and this is the first time we're seeing Stafford with the Rams. Um, just like you said, it's not Jared Goff under center anymore. It's going to be a new look Rams, and Jared Goff with the Rams wide receivers. Um, I know they have Van Jefferson, the rookie who's been kind of blowing up this preseason, according to the reports that I'm seeing here. So, and they also have signed uh, veteran Deshaun Jackson. So, 
that speed paired with De- Matthew Stafford. Deshaun Jackson arm, doesn't scare me. I'm just going to say that now. I'm going to poo-poo that all day. I, I think he's still fast enough to where he could do something with, with an arm like Stafford. If, if Deshaun Jackson was a movie character, he'd be Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. So That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying there's an addition there. By, by week it. by week ten, he's gonna be injured for like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Um, but I do think that Stafford presents a pretty credible threat that the Niners have to take. Yeah, oh, seriously. definitely, definitely. And and traditionally Cooper Cup has played well against the 49ers too. Yep. So there's there's potential for them to get chewed up if they're not careful, especially on that defense where you know, again, we'll talk about the Josh Norman signing later, but I mean, there are question marks in our secondary. So if the pass rush isn't getting home against Stafford, it could be a long day for sure. Yep. So you said you had this penciled as a loss. Mm-hmm. I could see it as a loss. Um, perhaps. I'm like 75 25 that it's going to be a loss. Okay. All right. Uh, so then moving on, they go on the road to face the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Are you worried about facing uh, sunshine at all? It's going to be at least a two touchdown win. Okay, at least two touchdowns. Because I mean, the Jaguars, you know, they have a lot of, they've had a lot of picks. Um, I think they have a lot of pretty good young talent, but it's just not there for them yet. And there's a reason why they picked first. They're not a good football team. They're still not going to be a good football team. Um, and at this point, you know, we're still looking at Travis Etienne. They're they're highly drafted running back isn't going to be there um week week 11 what are we looking at in terms of trevor lawrence you know is he going to have a little bit of that rookie nfl quarterback ptsd by that time because they have some tough games too and he's going to get sacked and he's going to take hits um so what are we looking at are we looking at a shell-shocked trevor lawrence who has a little bit of happy feet because you know he's been around um really good pass rushers with not a lot of protection and then he looks at the roster sheet and goes oh crap this 49ers team by week 11, you know, they're probably in top three in the NFL for sacks. If their D line stays healthy, it's the deepest D line in the league. Um, if not competing for the best along with Washington and Cleveland, I mean, he's going to look around and be like, I got nothing with me. So for me, I expect this to be a cakewalk for the 49ers. There's no trap game about this. They're just, this is just going to be the case of, of a very superior team running into somebody that's weak. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. The toughest part might be the travel. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Trevor Lawrence and perhaps it's a little bit of a Lance. short. It's a little bit of a short week, but not. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it's you know, it's it is cross country, but again, when you're playing a team that's just there's such a talent mismatch here again that it should be it should be smooth sailing for the 49ers. Yeah, if this is a rebuild for the Jags, it's they're way too early on in this rebuild in order to be able to compete with a team like the Niners. I uh, just gotta say, Joey says CJ revenge game. <laughs> yeah, CJ Beathard going to ball out. That's for sure. He's definitely going to be gripping that clipboard a little tighter than he normally would be. <laughs> yep. All right. So another W for the Niners against yep. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they go to Kyle's former crush in Minnesota. Or excuse me, they take Minnesota Vikings on at home. They return home to take them on. Um, 49ers last time I think they saw the Vikings was in the wild card game when they completely decimated them. Or was it yep. the wild or, or and I don't know. I don't remember which playoff game it was. It was, it was the wild card game, yeah. It was a wild card, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anything different you think about the, the Vikings? They have Justin Jefferson I now. I think that I think they've gotten worse, to be honest. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. They have, they have Justin Jefferson. That's cool. But you know, he's, he's already has a shoulder injury. Um, you know, Adam Thielen has not looked the same since they traded Stefan Diggs. Uh, that defense is a year older. I know they just paid Harrison Smith and they brought back Everson Griffin, but that defense is a year older. Um, there's a lot going on. <sighs> you know, we I typically try not to, you know, super bring this up just because I think that, you know, I want to keep the outside stuff, the outside stuff, but there's something to be said for Mike Zimmer and how hard he is about, hey, these players need to be taking this vaccine, and the fact that his starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins, apparently has no interest in, in taking it. Yeah. So that's going to cause some locker room tension that I don't think you can overlook. They're going to be facing a really good Green Bay team and a resurgent Bears team with an exciting quarterback like Justin Fields. They're, the third, they're to me, solidified as the third best team in that division, and it's not even close. Um, Dalvin cook, obviously is a stud. Um, and if they can get him going, that's, that's one thing. But since that game in the, in the NFC wildcard round, I think that the Minnesota Vikings have gotten worse, significantly worse. So this is another game that I think that, you know, the 49ers should, if they come out and play again, uh, how, how you start, uh, if they come out sharp, there's no reason why they can't run away with this pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I agree. I think the 49ers, similar to the, the Packers, which is funny, another NFC North team, they just match up. You know, the way they match up is just they can't compete. The Vikings can't compete with the Niners. They're too right. physical of a team. The defensive line is just too dominant. Um, Kirk Cousins ain't it, to put it simply. He isn't, an, he isn't going to be able right. to play. And, and again, this is not, you know, when, I, when I'm talking about, because Hung Fat's like, oh boy, Vax talk. I'm not, I'm not giving you my personal opinion on it one way or another. I'm just saying that there are reports out there that him and Kirk Cousins are not seeing eye to eye because of that issue. And I think that when you have that disruption in chemistry, that it could definitely make a difference. So it's definitely something you need to watch out for and see how it goes. So, but I agree with you, Zach. Kirk Cousins is not it. And I think that it's, this will be the game where Kyle goes, ugh, I liked him. Ugh. <laughs> so. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Joey's asking if the Vikings are the least vaccinated team. I don't know. Is don't that- know. Don't know. I honestly, I don't really care just for the analysis of what we're doing. I think that Zimmer has been especially up on a soapbox talking about it. And I know that there are some high profile players there that don't want to take it. So from that aspect of it, like that's all I care about is the fact yeah. that they're going to have some rough, rough edges in terms of chemistry when we play them. So, I mean, I want everybody to obviously be healthy and safe and all that good stuff. But in terms of like, you know, pounding, pounding the desk for people to do, that's not what we're here for. Listen, if they want to, if they want to have their chemistry issues and they want to have that difficulty, that makes it all the better for us when we play them. Yeah. Um, It's, I looked it up per SI 64.5%. It is the least vaccinated uh, rate in the NFL, which is a 90% average, apparently. Just worth noting, like you said, Matt. Wait, it's a 90% average and they're at 64? Yeah. 64.5. So it's, yeah, something worth noting because it does cause that friction. At the very least, it will be something to deal with right. internally. Dang, that tells me their coaching staff is doing something wrong then. <laughs> it has to be more because if you think like well we don't need to get into it but you if you would think well, that, yeah. that the vikings were representative of of other teams and the average is 90 being that far under the average indicates there's some type of disconnect there yeah i agree uh yeah listen to melissa listen to spinning danger hit that like button guys we will be 
uh, choosing a random commenter to win our merch shortly. As soon as we wrap up with the preview. Um, yeah. Let's see. So after Minnesota, which we both agree should be a relatively easy dub, the 49ers then travel to Seattle, arguably the toughest game of the year for them. This is another one that I have penciled as a loss. And this the 49ers do not play well in Seattle. Even with that game that we won to clinch the NFC West in 2019, I just it's it's again a tough ask. And this is December 5th on Sunday night. It's going to be cold. It's going to be very cold. So uh, yeah, this is another one again where I kind of have it penciled in as a loss, just because it's just you know another way. I, I have them going like like four and two in the division. And I think the two, the two big losses uh, four and two or three and three, depending we'll get to it at the end of the season. But I think the Rams on Monday night and at Seattle are the two like ones that I'm like, okay, they're probably going to lose those two games. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see it. I could totally see it. Like you said, it's never an easy place for them to play. The only thing I'll say is if Trey Lance is under center starting, they, I don't know. They might they more likely win than lose, in my opinion, than with Jimmy. But there's still something to be said. Um, Joey, real quick, says, I think it matters. Their whole QB room missed a portion of training camp because of COVID, referring to the Vikings. That is something yep. worth noting. Um, yeah, I agree, Matt. I think the 49ers could lose this game. It's always a tough place. If they win it, I think it will be because Trey Lance is under center, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. But it, it's about time. It's you know it's really weird because I'm looking at their schedule and a lot of their toughest games that I think they have the potential to lose are in prime time and it's just unfortunate because it's like you know besides you know green I think Green Bay and Indianapolis their first two are are you know ones that are easy but their next three are just and we'll we'll talk upcoming but they're they've got tough I mean they're five times prime time this year and three of those games are just absolutely brutal games. Hopefully they're good games. And look, if the 49ers are able to maybe kick that field goal as the clock expires, um, I think both you and I just kind of these toss-up games, we're going to maybe give them the L instead of the W just to be safe here instead of you know going overly confident and say, no, 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 they'll probably win even though it's a tough game. Well, and and part of it too is that these I'm looking at the schedule and these are the you know the ones that stand out as the the ones that are they're most likely to it, it, if not be you know a tight w to be an l um other than that i mean i'm sure they're going to lose a game that they're not supposed to that happens to every team every year i feel like uh but for the most part if i mean looking at their schedule these are the games that you just honestly look at and you go man that looks like just on paper that looks like it could be a loss due to you know earlier scheduling and stuff like that and so yeah that's unfortunate for them yeah. uh Ashok, we're going to talk about that game because that's the other one that I think that's really tough too. Yep. Yeah, we're almost top, there. Yeah, we're almost there. We won't spoil it now. We'll read your. Yeah. We'll put up your comment when we get there. Yep. Okay. Uh, so then after that, they travel to Cincinnati, 10 a.m. game against the dub. Bengals. Dub. Yeah. We don't have to get into that. Much. Absolute dub. They're gonna. Yeah. Look, it's gonna look like 2019, except I agree. we're not. It, Jimmy's not gonna 20 yard under throw Marquise Goodwin for a touchdown. It's gonna be. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. The Bengals are trash. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like Joe. I like Joe Burrow, but they're 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 doo doo. Yep, they're real I agree. Men. I agree. They're just not there yet. They're not there. Um, yep. Okay, so after that, then they come home, take on the Atlanta Falcons, another Falcons. trash team. And I don't think that they'll make the mis- same mistake they made 
in 2019 where they gave up the goose on this one. Um, Julio Jones ain't there. Matt Ryan's a year older. Uh, they don't really have a run game to speak of. Um, Calvin got Wayne Gallman. Calvin Ridley's not. I mean, look, Wayne Gallman couldn't make this team. I'm not scared of him. You know, it's just, I don't know. If Bengals are really bad, is Zach Taylor still coaching by the time we play them? Yeah. Because it, yeah, he got he 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 was. I don't think that he's bad as a coach. I think he did the best he could. Joe Burrow was just injured, but the Bengals were so bad that it's going to take them time to really stockpile talent. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it's Atlanta, just, same way. There. Yep, they're just not there yet. It's going to take some more yeah. time. Um, I also thought it was interesting. They went wide receiver instead of offensive line when Joey Burrow got killed yeah. last season. But yeah, that is what it is. Melissa put in a comment uh, that she hopes I'm right, but she's curious how they cover Ridley and Pitts. That's simple. Sack Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan's slow. You like you don't have to worry about backside contain. You just rush everybody at him, and he's going to make mistakes. Yep. Uh, Josh Hutchins, we need to be the Falcons bad. I know this Falcons <laughs> fan that keeps talking trash to me. They probably will, man. I, I, I can't imagine that's going to be that. I mean, that was the highlight of that season. Didn't they go like five and 11 that season? That was like the highlight of their year. Yeah. Yep. So Straight I think, up, and Ashok saying the Bengals game is a gimme. I think the Bengals and the Falcons games are gimmies. I agree. Those are two games that they should be able to just win relatively yeah. easily. Um, Definitely talent just is not compatible. Um, all right. On to the big game that Ashok was referencing. They travel to Tennessee on a short week, on a short week, a Thursday night game against At Tennessee. Yep. Tennessee is a good football team and they're really going to test our defense. Now you have Julio Jones to go along with AJ Brown and you have Derrick Henry and you have Ryan Tannehill who is deceptively athletic. Um, this is another one where I look at it. And I'm like, man, this is a really tough game and I could see it going back and forth either way. So for me, this is one where it, it's, it's going to be a little dicey and this is going to be one where it's week 16. The 49ers will have enough, hopefully have enough wins, at least in my opinion, to really be competing for that number one spot, probably with Tampa Bay and green Bay um, to really get that. That's because now it's seven teams in the playoffs. So there's only one bye week now. So, they're really going to be into it, but it's, it's, you know, on a short week right before Christmas at Tennessee, which is all the way across the country um, coming off of two games that are probably easier than you'd expect. So they're kind of feeling themselves a little bit, you know, it, it could go either way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm torn, torn on this game. I think it's going to be one of the toughest of the season. Uh, hung fans says San Francisco might lose, but Tennessee doesn't show up in big games, to be honest. They show up to a certain extent. To a certain extent. They got up 24 nothing on the, on the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs, obviously, that, that offense is ridiculous. Um, I don't think that for as explosive as I think Trey Lance could potentially be um, in his rookie season, I don't think the 49ers can absorb 24 nothing and come back. But, th- again, they have, to, they have to come out and, and do, a, do a good job there. Yeah, I agree. Um, Christopher Johnson says the game is going to be stupid cold too. Tennessee gets super cold in December for sure. Yep. Which, you know, the 49ers are a ground and pound team and hopefully they can take advantage of that. Yeah. What's up? Huxley, I disagree about the Colts. Huxley says Titans is a lost Colts too. I disagree about the Colts. I don't think they have anything for us. And by week seven, Carson Wentz is going to be hurt again. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, But 
Josh is short short week going to Titans. That is set up for a loss, I think. Yeah. The, now, the do Chad we have the ti- do we have the Titans schedule? I'm I'm, I'm going to pull up the Titans schedule real quick because I want to see what they have going into that game. Uh, really like Steelers to see beforehand. Okay. So at Steelers, and then before that, home against the Jaguars. So Jaguars on the road to Pittsburgh, and then back home for us. Yeah, I mean, that's tough, too. Um, Pittsburgh, like Pennsylvania to Tennessee is not a super long trip, but it's – it's. I don't know. I just think that going from Santa Clara over to Tennessee is going to – just Nashville is going to be a real tough time. It's a tough game either way. Yeah. Um, I think but the 49ers – go ahead. I definitely – well, go, go ahead because they're definitely going to get one back the next week. That's for sure. The Niners, that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb – and say they win this game, even though it's a tough matchup. I think the 49ers with Trey Lance under center do enough to get the win. And I'm going to say they win by seven. And I know we're not getting into score predictions at, here, but at I Tennessee, at Tennessee, I just think the 49ers, they're too tough of a team. And don't get me wrong. I know it's Derrick Henry. I know it's Julio. Um, I know the Titans have a great defense as well. I just think the 49ers, if we're going pound for pound, they come out on top. Dang, a lot's going to, to change. Between we might have to make a friendly gentleman's wager on that if you're going to give me seven. We might have to, but we can get into it a little later <laughs> because this is a long way away. We're talking three months, a little over three months. So we'll see. Uh, Melissa says we were supposed to lose out when forced to move to Arizona. We still beat the Cardinals around Christmas when that was supposed to be a big morale issue. I don't know if I buy that. Um, it's going to be tough. Joey Henry's best, best month of rushing yards is usually December. That's because everybody's beat up. Yeah. <laughs> and cold. Weather. And they look at him and he's six, three two two thirty or whatever he is. And they're like, nah, fam, I don't want to. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. Tommy, we're, we were talking about the, the Titans. We're talking about Tennessee. Game. I wanted to see who Tennessee was playing coming into the 49ers yeah. game. And they're playing the Steelers the week before. Bear baller. 49ers Titans will be a physical football game. That's for sure. Very yep. physical, especially with the weather. Um, Fernandez says we're not going to lose to the Titans. I we'll hope see. not, but again, it's again, it's you fly cross country and you're in, you know, across the country on a short week and you're playing at Tennessee, and that's a, a very good football team. You know, I again I'm looking at just on paper, if they very well could go in there and mop them up, but we don't know right now. All we can do is we're just kind of giving you what our what our thoughts are on the yeah. season. And this is obviously before a single down has been played. So we're mm-hmm. very, very early with our initial thoughts. Yeah. Um, a status is a lend with a field goal. That'd be a hell of a game. It could very well could. As long um, as it's not an extra point. Cause Robbie seems to be struggling with those lately. <laughs> yeah. A shock. Thank you for the super chat. We appreciate you very much. Thank you very um, much. All right. Two more games to go into, and then we're going to pick a winner here. Um, the 49ers after their tough matchup in Tennessee return home to face the probably Deshaun Watson list Houston Texans. Definitely, definitely. No, um, I think uh, their GM, Nick Casario, came out and said that Deshaun's like never playing for them again. I don't know so, if he actually said that. I think I heard something about that. I could be wrong, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But no, I don't think Deshaun Watson's ever playing for the Texans again. And honestly, the Texans have a shot to be the third winless team in NFL history. They're that bad. Um. I do not have any confidence in them whatsoever. At best, they're going to be like a two-win team. They're they're bar none the worst team in the NFL. I could see it. I mean, they're they haven't done much to enjoy. I think they were banking a lot on Watson, and then when all of this stuff came out, they were just completely 
overwhelmed. Um, I don't yeah. think this is going to be a tough And it's game. unfortunate because Deshaun is so good. But part of me wonders, just because of the timing of everything, I wonder if he requested a trade from the Texans because he knew this stuff was coming. He very well could have, yeah. I mean, I, it, it, it all timed out I so know. perfectly. It was insane. Yeah. But the t- honestly, the Texans suck. Texans aren't bad, aren't good. Excuse me. That's going to be an easy dub for the Niners. No, as long and as they I hate don't. to trash. I hate to trash on Tyrod Taylor, but he might not even be the starter by this point. They might have. They might actually go to Davis Mills by this point because they're going to be so bad. They're going to be like, I don't know. We got to try something. He seems to never be able to finish any season. He starts Tyrod Taylor. Unf- that is unfortunately, yeah. yeah. All right, last game of the season. Travel to L.A. to mm-hmm. face off again with the Matthew Stafford led L.A. Rams. Yep. I'm going to this game. I'll you be are there going, live. Okay. I'll be, we'll right. be there in person. Although it's unfortunate because I could see them um, either there. I think that by this time they're going to know their playoff seating. So I think at this point it could be one where like, oh, we're going to kind of rest some of the guys because we it doesn't matter. And this is where I say I have them going four and two or three and three because if they rest their starters, they, they probably lose this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really just depends on how they have the wild card seating or excuse me, the NFC seating. Is anything locked up? Is this game even worth playing your starters for? Let's right. say it isn't. I think the 49ers, if they lost the initial first game against the Rams, I think they win this one. Um, I, I think that maybe they found their groove. If it's Trey Lance who came in in the bye week, he's had enough experience to know and to kind of get comfortable in this offense. So I'm going to say the Rams, the Niners win against the Rams to finish off the season. Um, Texans can scout starting their scouting their number one pick for next year. As shock says, yep. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Melissa, we're rolling the Rams three years in a row. It's going to be six. Oh, 49ers. We'll see. It's, it's not the same Rams. That's what's so tough. It's very tough when the main part of a team's, you know, the quarterback basically is now different and vastly improved with Matthew Stafford. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but we'll see. Um, overall, Matt, the 49er season, do you think you're going to be pleased with how it turns out? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule and tentatively I have them 13 and four, 12 and five, somewhere around there. So they're going to compete for the number one spot in terms of a uh, uh, playoff seating. Um, and I, th- I think that they're going to be a strong playoff team. It's just really going to depend on, uh, you know, what happens. The quarterback situation is going to be the biggest thing. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo, whether through injury or bad play that Trey Lance takes over. And then once Trey Lance does take over, what's his trajectory look like in terms of him getting more consistent with the things that he needs to do to be, uh, you know, what everyone thinks that he can be going forward. So that's going to be the most critical stuff. I think the run game, I think the defense are really going to be the strength of this team this year. And if they can get something out of their quarterbacks, I mean, all the better, and they're going to look really good. So if they get strong quarterback play, this team is going to be better than if, you know, if we see kind of what we saw through the preseason where each quarterback has their own issues and it's middle of the road type stuff. So, yeah, I think overall, um, and what was it here? Daniel said the Niners will have a repeat of the 2019 season with a different ending. I hope so with a different ending, but the team is talented enough to where we could see that similar style run of yeah. just completely, you know, outperforming their opponents for weeks at a time. It's just going to depend. I, I think that, again, what we get out of Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be important, but 
you know, either way, if it's Trey Lance, I don't know that this team makes the Super Bowl. I just don't think that you can expect that much growth out of him in year one, but you want to see him play. I'll, t- I'll put it to you this way. If we make it to the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo, that wouldn't be as impressive to me or as important to me as maybe losing in the wild card or divisional round with Trey Lance. Because I think that year two and year three are really going to, we're going to see where Trey Lance can go. And I want to jumpstart his development as early as possible. So this isn't, I don't know. It's just, it, it's tough because it's a Super Bowl caliber roster, but the biggest position on the team is still the biggest question mark. So yeah. it's going to depend on what we get out of the quarterbacks. Yep. All right. Um, with all that said, let's go ahead and pick a winner for our 100th episode giveaway. Yes. So what I'm going to do. I'm going to close my eyes, scroll through the comments, click on a random one, and I'm going to scroll up, scroll down. Whoever's comment appears on screen is who wins. So I am scrolling. scrolling Cover your eyes. Cover your eyes, you cheater. Scrolling up, scrolling down. Melissa. Hey, Melissa. This is the comment that won it. Still can't believe three picks. They went Mills first. Melissa, congratulations. And it couldn't – I mean – I love all of you guys. When super fan. So, so supportive. Super yes, fan. Total super fan. First one we've ever had on. Thank you very much. Um, we'll be in touch. And you pick anything from our merch store, shop49ersapp.com, and we'll get it to you ASAP. Um, we promised you guys we will go over the Josh Norman signing real quick before we end. Uh, Matt, to make room, they released Dante Johnson, the veteran zombie corner who can never seem to die. Yep. What are your thoughts on Norman? He was once very, very talented in his own right. I mean, he, I don't think he's obviously he's no longer a top flight talent, but you know, they're kind of trying to address some of the, the weaker aspects of the team. Um, I just really think that, you know, I don't think he can be worse than Dante Johnson and they give themselves a little bit of room. I know a lot of people were saying, Hey, I want Sherman, but I think they're both, I think they're both like dishes. They're both washed. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I if saw, Josh Norman, if he's playing extended time, the 49ers are kind of in trouble. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I was talking about this with Steve, and he was basically saying, uh, you know, he liked Dante Johnson and what he was as far as the fourth corner for the Niners. But I, it's not doesn't take much, with all due respect to Dante Johnson, to surpass that in talent. Right. And that's what Norman can bring to the table. I'm excited for it. You know, at the very least, he's got the knowledge. He's got the veteran presence and the experience. Well, at the very least, he won't be Brian Allen. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, congratulations again, Melissa. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Barry, a baller 18 says PFF gave Norman a good grade last year for what it's worth. I know he played with Buffalo, um, but Buffalo has such a good defense that it's it's pretty easy to look okay in comparison when you got that much talent. Around. I mean, Buffalo's defense is awesome. Yeah, they got a lot of playmakers. So, but so but I mean, Niners. listen, if he's not total trash, if he's not total trash, I'm good with it. That's all yeah. I want. I want I just agree. be at, at, at the position and at the you know position on the depth chart that he is kind of like penciled in at. All you want him to be is just average. If you be average, man, we're golden with that. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, hope Norman doesn't have PTSD when we play Tennessee. That oh, that's right. Arm. Derek Henry dribbled him. <laughs> it's tough. By the way, there was that video that we saw of kind of him getting the call with the four hours offer. I thought that was really cool to kind of get that insight that yeah. was released on Twitter. Um, 
just cool. Something I saw some fan, I saw some fans dunking on him or whatever because he didn't seem like he was like, yeah, let's make it happen, man. And he like didn't sound super excited, but it's like it's a business. The dude's like a nine year vet. Like, yeah. yeah, he's just like, all right, this is the best option, you know. It's not LeBron going to Miami. We'll just say that, you know, well, it's, it's it's at this stage in his career. He's, he's no longer a rookie getting the call. Are you ready? You know, oh, yeah, coach, I'm ready. You know, that's not he's talking to his agent and he's like, all right, this is the best of all the situations. And it's like, OK, yeah. just like Chris Johnson's Norman didn't see inside. It's a job. It's a job. Yeah. You know, it, it's I think he's understanding where he's at in his career and he probably knows he's going to yep. come here as a depth role. Yep. And yeah, I mean, you know, when you're used to being, I mean, he was a super excited, you know, he was like a super very highly touted cornerback when he was with, you know, Carolina and he got a big contract to go to Washington. And in the couple of years since then, he's fallen back to earth. So, yeah, are you going to get super excited about, you know, getting a one year deal that's worth up to two point five? Probably not. Yep. All right. Uh, question here I've seen from Melissa. Who's going to be the running back on Halloween versus the Bears owns uh, National Tight End Day this year? Please, highly curious. I'm going to say Trey Sermon. Yeah, I know you're not high on Raheem Mostert at all. You know what though? He got me back. He got he got me back a little bit with with how well he spoke about like my military brothers and sisters and all that stuff. So that was cool. Appreciate that. I, I, I appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm going to go with you still, Trey Sermon. I think the rookies, the 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 Trey rookie duo is going to kind of take over by the second half of this season. We're going yeah. to see that duo emerge for the 49ers, and it's perfect timing. Perfect timing. Oh, yeah. uh, Melissa says, I like that he chose us over other teams. That means he is still valued around the league. So what if it wasn't like a fifth-round guy crying on draft day? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, I think he he probably, you know, I know he had interest from other teams, but he probably chose the 49ers because at this point in his career, he's probably ring chasing. He wants that ring. Yep. And so he, you know, he feels like that out of the teams that were interested, this is going to be the one that's going to give him his best chance. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, guys. I think all of that said, uh, Matt, don't blame don't blame you. Still not a Mostert fan. Still can't let that 2020 offseason stuff go. Yeah, so holding the team up for money, man. That's just uh, it's never good. a good look. It's never good never look. a good look. All right. With all that said, thank you, thank you, everybody. Hundredth episode of Wrinkled Standard. Um, before we wrap up, I wanted to give a shout out to our guy Anthony Perry, who began this journey with us as my co-host. Um, Perry's points will be coming back this season, starting next week. So yeah, and I'm pretty sure he's. He's joining us for like post game shows and stuff too, right? That's the correct. Game yeah. breakdown. So, so you guys, will you guys see are going to get to see see Perry come back. I know um, he's an important part of the team, and you know he started this, and you know I had to come in, and you know life happens, and I love being here with you guys, and I'm glad that we made it to a hundred, and here's to a hundred, a thousand more. You know yes. we want to bring you the best content possible. So thank you exactly. so much for showing up each and every week for us. We we love you guys. We love you very much. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Uh, we'll be back with another live stream soon, previewing the game. Before we go, Zach, we need to bring out the gold stamp and the bottle. The gold stamp, yes. Also, yes, Melissa, thank you for reminding me. Shout out to Dion yep. joining the team. We couldn't be happier to have him on the team. Um, okay, thank you Pay very the bills. much to Pay our the sponsors. Bills. Acre Gold, 
Click the link in the bio. You can get gold for as little as $50 a month. Once you reach the market price of two and a half grams of gold, I love gold. They will send you a two and a half gram bar of gold. Thank you very much, Acre Gold. Also, 81vino.com, Terrell Owens, lovely wine, coat hive for 10% off at checkout. And you also get uh, free shipping on two bottles or more. Lastly, shop49ershive.com. You can get all of our lovely merch. Uh, t-shirts, tumblers, portraits, you name it. We got it all at shop4975.com. Code RGS15, RGS15 for 15% off your entire purchase. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and guys, listen, tune in later on this week. We're going to be going live um, again to preview 49ers and Detroit Lions for Sunday. So with that being said, thank you as always for joining us. Click the like Click the subscribe, follow us on all our social media accounts. We love having you here each and every week. And until next time, especially on Sunday, go Niners.